0: Hi, and welcome to the Lighthouse Church Podcast, where we're diving deeper into God's Word and doing our best to help encourage you in your walk with God. Thanks for joining us. I have um, a really good friend as a guest. He is, uh, I don't know, gosh, what are you? You're all kinds of things here at our church. (laughs) Jim Woods, Jim is like, let's see, he's the uh, founder and director of Jim Woods Ministries, which oversees a lot of uh, mission work in Liberia, as well as other things as well. And then also, um, you've been <laughs> worship team, worship uh, pastor. Um, really, really, I guess we could just call you like the Kemosabi associate pastor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like doing all kinds of things. So Jim's going to join me and we are we're going to talk about, we're just going to just open up the word and have at it, I think.
1: Uh, It's it's great to be here with this, Brian, and you know how I feel about titles and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I'm just a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Him, and let's just get the job done. Absolutely. You know, as the body of Christ uh, allows Christ to work through them, you know, it's a beautiful body. It's a beautiful thing.
0: We're going to jump in here and just start talking because I think for me, and as I shared with you before we uh, started this, came in here, was that you know the question is does God still speak today the and, and if so how and in what ways why you know all those things because I heard a group of pastors um, and these are not just local pastors these are pretty well-known pastors um, that um, apparently sit around and have meetings to criticize other pastors and churches (laughs) and I don't really know how that benefits but I was listening to them because I was like you know I need to be open about this and they went into sharing about the fact that when someone tells you that God has spoke to them audibly or in a still small voice that they were crazy uh, and that they were completely wrong because God does not do that now this is the same group of guys um, that um, don't believe that god does miracles anymore uh and i'm just i'm like wow i mean i think and i want to i want you to share as we get started here uh as for me i i don't believe i would be bold enough to tell god what he can and can't do you know if it doesn't line up with his word yeah i mean i totally could get that i mean but i'm still not going to tell god what he can and can't do Now, I might tell other people, well, this doesn't line up with God's word. God, this would be totally out of character for God to lie or to whatever. But I feel like that it's a pretty bold statement to say, well, God um, doesn't perform miracles. God doesn't speak audibly or in a still, small voice. He only speaks through his word.
1: Well, they usually tag that, that uh, at the end, well, God's all sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to. Right. So they leave God and out. Yeah. If God decides to speak audibly to somebody, he can because he's all sovereign. Yeah. Which, to me, that just goes back to the different camps. I mean, the people in that camp are cessationist. Mm-hmm. Uh, cessationist doctrine means that when the last apostle died and we got the written word of God, then we no longer needed miracles. Uh, we no longer needed tongues, tongues cease, you know, they use those scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have others like me, who are continuous, continuationists. So you have cessationist continuationists, which I believe the Word of God is still alive. Mm-hmm. I believe Jesus is still alive. Mm-hmm. I believe God is still speaking to his people through his Word, and if he chooses to speak audibly, so be it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think majority of the time, he speaks to us through that still small voice. Yeah, That voice, our conscience, if you will, and the voice of our spirit. Right. Because the Holy Spirit of God dwells within our spirit, mm-hmm. and that's how we realize that we are sons of God. You know, the Spirit of God dwells in our spirit, and know that we are the sons of God. Right. And you know, a lot of times, like we say, you know, uh, we tell, ask people, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Or you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or you telling me I need that, but how does that look? Right. If he's no longer speaking. Right. If I don't have access to this, how can I hear God's voice? I mean, because we in some villages in Africa and places like that where they don't have the written word of God, or it may not be in their language. They, they, they can't read. Right. So does God not speak to them? Right. You know, these are questions that I have, you know, and I'm not, um, I'm not an authority in any means. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is you can have uh, Greek theologians, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can have masters of divinity, mm-hmm. and they will not agree. Right. You know, I interpret the Greek, this is what the scripture's saying over here, and here's a you know, doctor of the Greek over here or Hebrew or Aramaic, whatever. No, this is what the interpretation is. Mm-hmm. So it's like who's right?
0: Yeah. Who is right?
1: And then you go to the scriptures, you know, where it talks about, you know, having teachers that itch that are itching your ears, you know, mm-hmm. you know. I'm kind of partial to my pastor, Pastor Brian Trent, you know. And he, he, I believe that when he speaks, he speaks from God. Well, no, I'm from this pastor over here, you know, and just like. Right. And there's some great men and women of God, you know, yeah. that are out there. Yeah. But I'm, um, they have a great following, like you say. I don't know the, the people you're talking about. I have an idea mm-hmm. because it, it, there's a group of people out there that feel that they have to uh, be... The Watchers on the tower, or whatever you know, mm-hmm. this is false doctrine. This is not. So I've got to reveal them. In other words, they're telling, they're they're doing more harm to the body of Christ yeah. than they're any good.
0: I think so. I think it's divisive.
1: It's very much so divisive.
0: And I, I guess I don't know. I mean, I I, don't, I, don't, I guess I kind of missed it when I feel like that there there was supposed to be this calling on somebody's life that they just sit and criticize everybody else. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, a lot of these, maybe some of these people that do that, you know, it's like, have you ever served as a pastor? Have you ever served as, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they are criticizing? You know, um, Joel Osteen gets a lot of criticism. You know, um, I mean, I'm straight up with you. You know, it's it's not somebody I listen to a lot. But there was a season in, um, in Amanda's life, my wife Amanda, where he really ministered to her she needed to hear the things that he was saying. And sometimes I think because we're not in that season, we become critical because we're like what, but we have to really step back, I think. And that's one of the things that got me about those guys, you know, because the Bible records God speaking audibly uh, to people many times. I mean, you think about Exodus, uh, in Exodus chapter three, we read the story and we'll spare everybody the details, but if they want to go back and read it, Moses was standing, he was watching the sheep, right? And then next thing you know, there's a burning bush, but it's not being consumed in it. And it says that God spoke to him there. He got his
1: attention and it said that he was drawn to it. And God was like, yes, I have his attention now because he's coming to me. And then he's like, wait a minute, take your shoes off because the ground you're standing on is holy ground. (laughs) Right, so you
0: just brought up a good point because... That's something that I forgot in the details was that he just didn't walk over straight to the bush. He he was kind of walking by it, right?
1: He was doing what he does on a normal day-to-day basis.
0: Exactly. And all of a sudden. And he's like, what? I should turn aside here (laughs) and and go in there and see what that's like. But that is interesting because one of the ways that I feel like that God speaks to us is through just normal day-to-day things. Sometimes we miss it, you know, because, I mean, just think about Moses. What if he'd have just kept walking? I mean, right. <laughs> what, what then? Would we be talking about a guy named Bubba? You know, <laughs> Bubba was over there watching something, and God said, I guess I'll go to Bubba next. I mean, you know, what if? I mean, But, but
1: then he tried to talk
0: God out of it. Yeah. The, like,
1: who am I to speak? I yeah. can't speak. Yeah. You know, he was trying to, God saying, I've chosen you, mm-hmm. and now you're trying to talk God out of his decision. Yeah. And I believe, you know, that we are created for purpose. Oh, yeah. You know, we're created, first of all, because God wants to love us, and he wants to uh, shower his love upon us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that many people don't. They, they think God's up there as this Thor figure with a big old uh, hammer, you yeah. know, wanting to hit you on top of the head, you know. But he's a loving God.
0: The Jason mask on, right? You so he's exactly. it doing like, that. Gr- 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 <laughs> yes. You know, it's just... You I should have that. never watched that movie. If you did, I'm telling you. <laughs> I had to quit watching those things. Okay, I, I used to watch them too, but I didn't like them still. So, well, mm-hmm. there was Moses. There's well, when Moses died, the first thing we see is God speaking to Joshua, right? So okay. It, I mean, it's like God didn't even have a funeral. I mean, it was like, oh yeah, oh, he's dead, whatever. Well, of course, God holds the keys to die, death and life in His hands. I mean, so it's not a big deal to God, but uh think about it. and we see it happening in judges in first samuel chapter 3 second samuel 2 job 40 isaiah 7 jeremiah 1 acts 8 we're moving over in the new testament acts chapter 9 this is just a small sampling of when god was speaking audibly but here's my thing is i don't see a biblical reason why god could not speak to a person audibly today i don't see it. Now, people can pick it apart, but I just don't, I can't find anything in there in the scripture that says, no, God will not speak to you, Bob. there's nothing to support that. Uh, so I think he
1: can, um, I don't think that's his number one way. Yeah. And um, because we see, you go back to Moses at Mount Sinai, you know, when he's, God called him up there to give him the Ten Commandments or whatever. Mm-hmm. God was speaking to Moses, mm-hmm. but all of the Israelites, all they heard was thunder.
0: Right, yeah.
1: You know, and they saw the thunder and lightning and everything. It was like, they were scared. Right. And all this, Moses is hearing God. Yeah. But they're hearing thunder. You know, so I heard thunder a little while ago. Yeah. That's what I heard, but could that have been God speaking to somebody? Yeah. You know, but I hear it as thunder. Yeah. I'm not putting it past God. God can do what, he's so wonderful. I tell you, he's so vast. Mm. I mean, I just, I'm in awe of him.
0: Yeah. So God speaking audibly is we can I think we can safely say is the exception not the rule yeah, because, one of the exceptions because
1: yeah. there's many different ways he can speak
0: yeah because I can say that I've never I don't think that I've ever heard God speak audibly to me uh, but I have I do feel confident that God has spoken to me mm-hmm. but never Brian. you know it's never been like that at all but I know I can confidently say that he has spoken to me uh, in various ways. Uh, but, I mean, you? I mean,
1: I would say not. Sometimes it's like <sighs> the Rhema Word of God, the word that comes alive is almost like, that might as well be him with a megaphone screaming in my ear.
0: Good point. Yes.
1: You know, um, one of the things I've grown up, and I guess it's just because of this topic that we're on tonight, uh, I feel that, you know, my family could go into any church, any denominational church, and we could fit right in as visitors or whatever come in, mm-hmm. you know? I believe in tongues. I speak in tongues. I pray in tongues. But I can go into your church that does not believe it, that believe that they ended with the last apostle and all this kind of stuff. I don't have to go in there speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. I can go in there in love and unity and fellowship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I think through my maturity, and through the growth, through the, through the years, is like I don't have to validate myself by saying God told me.
0: Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
1: even I believe God speaks to us when somebody, and I hear somebody say God told me, I still have red flags that go up. Yeah, because I have to judge what's being said. Does it line up with the principles in God's word? Mm-hmm. If it does, okay, let's go a little bit deeper with it. What what is it he's saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it bear witness with my spirit? What God is speaking to me at the moment? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I'm not going to rebuke you and say, "Oh, you miss God," you know. Yeah. But I'm going to put it on the shelf. Yeah. Because you know, I'll meditate on, it, I'll think about it, and all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, that dude said that God spoke to him, and this word is really legit right now. Yeah, And then there's others like, you know, I'm in the, in the group that says that person's kooky. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and
0: know? they very well
1: could be. And, but I think it all comes back to the character of the person.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And man, in this past several months, my character has been assassinated yeah. you know, by the accuser of the brethren.
0: Yeah. That's
1: why right now I'm just sitting here so peaceful because God has just revealed himself to me in such, in such a loving way yeah. that I'm in awe of him.
0: And for you personally, I mean, I've seen God's fight, fighting your battles for you. Yeah. And I think that's, it's amazing that God on one on one hand, he's fighting your battles. On the other hand, he's granting you peace. And that's just amazing. Yeah. You know, so, well, like, so even there's, you know, all these biblical recorded instances of God speaking. Some of them are not specific in regards to whether he spoke audibly or he spoke, um, as an inner voice, as you said, a conscience, the Holy Spirit, whatever. Um, or even sometimes he speaks in like a mental impression, you know, like it's not so much that we hear, it's more like we see it with our minds. And I think that's what's amazing to me is that, it, that all those things could be the case. And there's maybe people uh, joining us and watching this that, that totally disagree with us. And that, that's fine. That's totally fine. I mean, this is...
1: Uh, We're just having a discussion? Where do we are?
0: <laughs> and uh, it's completely okay if people disagree with me. I, there's, I mean, it's, unfortunately, we live in a culture today where you like, well, if we disagree, then we can't be friends, we can't get along. But that's not the case at all. You know, um, it could be that, um, you know, one of us is wrong. Um, but um, I have all these instances where I just feel confidently that God spoke to me to go a certain way, to go a different way. Sometimes it's to not do something, yeah. you know, and, and the older I get, the more I will stop. If I have this inkling of something, like sometimes it's as simple as I shouldn't go somewhere, then I will stop and say, oh, wait, hold on a second. Is that, is that the Lord speaking? Because there's so many times, more times than not, that I've felt that, that I've heard that, or I've had that impression and I've went anyway. And then I've regretted going. And then A I'm like, lesson. yes. Now, was I dead after? No. Was it? But I think, oh, man, I should have listened. And I didn't. And I really feel like that's God speaking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, that's one of the things. So think about, uh you now some people will say, well, you know, like you said, until God spoke up until uh, we had... A, um, a canonization you can- Right, exactly. Yeah, Which, if you look at it, that wasn't until the 4th century, like 365 years after the death of Jesus, or so, somewhere in that range. So what until then? I mean, you know, God is... Just, <laughs> right? I mean, everything to me, everything feels like that God is pursuing his people you know, what was Jesus about? I mean, that's like, I mean, that was God's pursuit of his people. It wasn't just to show off what he could do. That was to bring back the connection that sin had disconnected. And to, it wasn't just about a one-way ticket to heaven. That wasn't the golden ticket. That was communion. That was so much more
1: that was relationships. just taken back to the garden of eden with adam and eve where god came down and walked with them in the cool of the day yeah jesus came his purpose was to reconcile god's creation back to the father the creator and then yeah. it goes on to say we've been given the ministry of reconciliation say hey come yeah. back yeah. your creator wants to have a relationship with you mm-hmm. he wants to commune with you like you said he wants to love on you he wants to reveal himself to you mm-hmm. and he reveals himself to us through His scripture yeah. But he also reveals himself through his children. Yes.
0: Absolutely. You know, one, of the,
1: one of the sermons that you preach you know, in the, well, almost eight years that we've been here with you really stood out. And you looked at everybody in the church and the balcony and everything else. It's like, we need Jesus that's in you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to stay home.
0: Mm-mm.
1: When you stay home, then you are, um, we lack. Yeah. Because we need the Christ in you. Yes. What God is doing in and through you. We need that. And likewise, you need the Christ in the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You know what God? Because I may be down today. Mm-hmm. For the last several months, I've been down. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had brothers and sisters that come up and just edify me, lift me up, mm-hmm. speaking words of edification, speaking the words of God. You know, to let me know everything's going to be all right, and it is. You know, and it's just God just reveals Himself. You know, in so many ways. But that reconciliation back to mm-hmm. what it was, we've lost it, yeah. and through religion. You know, through legalism, Mm -hmm. through keeping the letter of the law, so to speak. Yeah. There's no liberty in the spirit.
0: No, there's no.
1: And just, man, I can just go on bragging about God this week because I, you know, I've just seen his favor in my life. That's one of the things that Psalm 5 talks about, verses 10 and 11, you know, it says the Lord blesses the righteous. Yeah. And uh, surrounds him with favor like a shield. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I profess that every day. It's like, this is what you say about me, God, Mm -hmm. because I'm choosing you. I'm choosing my righteousness is like filthy rags, Mm -hmm. but it's through what Jesus Christ has done for me that I can come boldly to you and let you, like you told, said earlier, you fight on my behalf. Yeah. Your favor, like a shield Mm -hmm. surrounds me. You know, I got to think about, you know, our law enforcement, our military, you know, has armored plates and stuff that are shaped to their body, so to speak. They're Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. When they get shot, they still feel
0: it. Yeah, that's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, it is a powerful blow. Yeah, I do not want to ever have to experience anything like that. Right. So that, in a sense, is a shield, right? Mm-hmm. How about a little bit further out? You know. I'm like, man, I want a hoop skirt. You know what I'm talking about? When, when I walk into a room, my favor bumps into you before I even get into that room. You know, the favor of God bumps into you. You
0: can't even walk through the you door. You can't walk through the door because, you know,
1: God's favor is there. And it says he reigns on the just and the unjust, his goodness. Yeah. And it was experienced on the just and the unjust. Yeah. It's like, is that a just God? It's just for his His followers, right? No. Yeah. It's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. Ah, oh, yes. You know, and it was like, man, I want to be the Star Trek, Star Wars. You know, we in that, we in our ship, we got a force field around. That's the favor that I want. Yeah. And when the enemy darts come around, it's like the shield of faith. I want that shield way out there that'll quench those fiery darts of the enemy way out there. It's like, oh, come you know, on. And it's one thing I, you know, is tell telling Andy Lynn, you know, just be a blessing. And I even told her today, as a kid, we'd when she would go to stay with somebody or to visit somebody, it's like. Be a blessing. Nobody likes an aggravating child. You know, and she was going out of town today, flying out of town. And I was like, be a blessing. Nobody likes an aggravating child. <laughs> you know, at 23 years old, we got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah. You know, but that's what I've said. Just let the goodness of God fill you up yeah. to overflowing. Yeah. Well, what does overflowing look like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Man, if we, you know, went to your bathroom right here and just stopped up your sink mm-hmm. and let the water go. Mm-hmm. what does that over, overflowing sink look like? Mm-hmm. That water will come out, mm-hmm. start coming in here. Oh yeah. You know, I'm like, let the goodness of God overflow in you so much that people can't help but step in it. Oh yeah. He's like, hey, did you step in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's always yeah. a negative connotation. Or did you step in, did you step, step, in what? Yeah. <laughs> you step in the goodness of God. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> be careful, the Pentecostal's about to come you out of stepped, it right You now. stepped in that, man.
0: You stepped in. All right,
1: in. okay, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to go back to my Baptist ways. Oh, right, well, come on now. Come
0: on. Uh, so we had agreed before we started this that we, we were going to grant ourselves several rabbit trails to go down. At least six. And, uh, you know, you can't get too... three soapboxes, at least. At least three soapboxes. So <laughs> I think I might have already used up one. But, you know, it's like you go back to that Paul who was... Uh, you know, he he obviously had a audible encounter with Jesus, and this was after Jesus had died and been resurrected and ascended, most believe anywhere between 5 years and 14 years, you know, afterward, and we know that it was audible because uh, those were around him, just like you said about Moses with the thunder, and they had people around him heard, but they didn't see anything, and, you know, they're like, So, you know, obviously it's not just an Old Testament thing. There's a New Testament, you know, and obviously there were people who were some of these uh, folks that were writing uh, the New Testament epistles and so on and so forth. Like, mainly we think about Paul, you know, who wrote the majority of it. And it's interesting, you know, in we, if we, anybody that's not done an extensive study, at least somewhat of a study into how, how the, our Bible as we know it come about today, you know, the Old Testament, Paul would have had the Old Testament. Paul would have had that along with other people. They would have had that. And I think it was, it's called the Tenoch, you know, and that's the first three letters from each of the sections of the Old Testament, which would have been the first five books of the scripture, uh, the writings of Moses. And then you moved into the the, uh, minor prophets and major prophets, and then you've got you know Psalms proverbs things of that nature poetry books book. so it was the first three letters of those particular sections and so they called it Tinoch and so he had those things but interesting enough that God would take this man and write the majority of the New Testament along with others and so here we are fast forward to what sixteen eleven when King James decided that he was going to take it upon himself to do this. And I don't think that he did it with the most pure of motives. And I think there was a lot of pit political stuff and there was a lot. There's always been political uproar, but he still did it. And, and it was the most uh, uh, clear, precise in people's language that they can understand. And so the first time people had something in their hands. So it was now it was it was personal. It wasn't just for the priest. It wasn't just, it was personal and, and it was affordable because of the printing the technologies of the day and everything else. <clears throat> but then even fast forward to the now, you know, we have these arguments and I don't want to get into all that necessarily, but you know, people say, well, the King James is the only version and everything else. It is still one of the top three, probably concise versions, but there's these other ones like the New America Standard uh, Bible that actually is word for word. I mean, there are certain Bibles that are You know, because we're talking about how to hear from God. It's very important that I believe that we get the right, we need to get a good version that is word for word, not just, you know, uh, verse for verse or not just uh, paraphrasing. You know, I I like reading the Message Bible because it sounds like my grandma, but it is not my anchor. (laughs)
1: Because it's like you know the Bible I carry with me to church and everywhere else. You know it's a parallel Bible. I have the New American Standard and the Message.
0: Oh, because yeah. I want to <laughs> hear
1: how Grandma, what Grandma thinks about it. You know while we're there talking.
0: So you're people. like, oh, well, here in, in the New American. I can understand, but like New American Standard is a little harder to read because it's word for word. You know, and in my opinion, it actually is clearer than the King James Version. You know, as far as interpretation goes. But that is obviously one of the ways that we hear from God is the Word. But my whole point in sharing all of that stuff is that it seems to me that God is going through a lot to speak to his people.
1: And once again, you know, you have the different translations. Yeah. Like I said at the beginning, you know, you have these Greek theologians, you know, these mm-hmm. people that know the Hebrew, Aramaic, and all that. Yeah. This is their interpretation of it. hmm You know, this is not the original. I believe the original is absolutely infallible. Absolutely. You know, I had one pastor. You're talking about the Spirit of God leading you to a place. Yeah. God led me back into a church for a year, and I'm like, God, are you kidding?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm Pentecostal <laughs> at heart. I'm very reserved, but I am. And you leading me back in this particular denominational church? Yeah. And I believe, that, you know, he led me there just to, to teach me and my family. When my wife said, yeah, I believe this is God, I'm like, I about fell out. Yeah, Not slain in the spirit, I just about had a heart attack done. <laughs> But I believe that he led me there to learn how not to pastor.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see it.
1: And it's like, I thought we were, because this this pastor had, wrote, had written his new members study mm-hmm. and with the denomination, there were some high people in the denomination who said, this is great. Mm-hmm. But one of the things in his new member studies, like we were saying, the gifts and spirit of God are no longer for today. Oh. Tongues is not for to today. And he had given me one of the copies of this book, and here we are in this new study, which he taught Mm -hmm. in a new member class, just happened to go over that, because we'd had discussion before. He just skipped all over that. Uh, Welcome new members, you know, the Woods family. But there was a lot of things that went on that in the church, is like, this is not the way you pastor a church. This is not how you deal with people.
0: Yeah.
1: And, And the bottom line, to me, it was about money. Yeah. And it was like, this is not the way, you know, to do it. Yeah. You know, so the spirit of God does lead us. You know, and we we haven't even tapped. We're just talking about the still small voice, yeah, and the audible voice. But we haven't even gotten into visions, uh, dreams, yes, uh, angelic visitations. You know, well. you said, well, entertain angels unaware, all yeah. this. But to me, how is how do you recognize God, God's voice, or how do you know? I believe in a simple term, is we can recognize God's voice, and you alluded to it as spontaneous thoughts that light up in our mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And how do I know that's God, not just me or the devil? I believe because it lines up with biblical principles. Yes. And because I keep going back to John, I love the book of John, mm-hmm. you know, when Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, mm-hmm. but I've come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. So this spontaneous thought that lights upon my mind, you know, okay, I just had a thought. I need to veer my car off and hit that pole. <laughs>
0: I was spontaneous <laughs> thought. I'm, I'm not. You caught me off guard because I just said, just like, you know, like, oh, what in the world?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't take long to to see. Does that line up with life and life more abundantly, or does that line up more with death, steal, stealing, still killing, killing destroying? So yeah, I can judge that that word. Yes, you know, based yeah. on biblical principles. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a spontaneous thought. Give Brian a call. Yeah. Why do I want to give Brian a call? He doesn't call me. He hates to be on the phone. He'd rather text. He'd rather text. You know, and if I say, Brian, can you call me? If I send a text and call me, it's like, oh, my God, I can see Brian. I, I really want to talk on the phone. <laughs> you know? But if I say, okay, you know, that's thought. Call, give Brian a call. Yeah. And I give you a call, it may be at a moment in your life that you really need a call from a brother mm-hmm. to pick you up. Mm-hmm. I mean, to edify you. Oh, yeah. And so we have to be sensitive. Now, that's a word, Mm -hmm. you know, as a spontaneous thought that comes across our mind. How about visions? I believe visions we can interpret, you know, as spontaneous pictures Mm -hmm. that light upon our mind. Mm -hmm. So you have a a vision, a picture of something. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that can be an open vision, you know, while you're awake. Mm -hmm. The scripture talks about a vision of the night. Mm -hmm. What is that? Dream, right? Yeah. Does God still speak through dreams? I believe so. Oh, yeah. And I've got dreams that yeah. I know was beyond a shadow of a doubt that God spoke to me on, and yeah. it was first of all about our African mission work. Yeah. God gave me a dream, and I'm like, God, <laughs> you know what's up with this? Yeah. And I believe He spoke to me. Wow. You know, not an audible voice, but He just revealed some things to me. Um, sorry about that. And that I just knew was God. Yeah. And then other things lined up as well. Yeah. He said he wanted to lead me he led me to Jabez prayer. Mm-hmm. Well he he didn't say Jabez. He said, Jim, I want you to read Chronicles. I just felt impressed to read Chronicles and I'm like, Are you kidding me?
0: Chronicles out of all the <laughs> uh,
1: You want me to read Chronicles, this beget, that one beget this yeah. beget. I don't care. He could have said beget. Leviticus.
0: I mean, and you know. So. Like,
1: <laughs> but right there in the first couple of chapters, yeah, is this little prayer with Jabez. It's talking about let me not be an offense to anybody, mm-hmm. but expand my territory. Mm-hmm. Okay? I had a dream. I said, God, I'll just give it to you. I'm like, God, I don't remember a picture in that dream whatsoever. Yeah. But I do believe in my heart because I feel urgency that you were trying to speak to me. Mm-hmm. What were you wanting to say? Mm-hmm. And I had this impression, two things. Yeah. One is I'm almighty God and I can accomplish anything that I desire. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. Well, if that's not a general thought, yeah, you're God. You can do anything you want to do. Right. He said, but the second thing is this you and I together Mm -hmm. can accomplish anything that we set out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, because I know this is a covenant. Yeah. But what do I have to bring to this covenant? Right. Who am I, God, to bring anything to this covenant? Yeah. And the only thing that I can present to Him is what we're supposed to do daily present our bodies. Mm -hmm. as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to him, Mm -hmm. which is a reasonable act of service or worship. Mm -hmm. So here I am, God. I die to myself daily. You use me. Mm -hmm. So then going to the scripture about expansion of territories, Mm -hmm. and there were a few more things that lined up, and there were a matter of a couple of months. And then six months later, I'm in Liberia. Right. (laughs) I mean, because it's like these things, I can't
0: escape it. Riding a boat in the ocean with a bunch of people you never met before. Not just a boat. No, we're not talking. We're talking about canoe, basically.
1: It's an oversized canoe, it's a fishing boat. They use 15 horsepower motor. We start off in the afternoon. Big old rocks out there, and it's nighttime.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Three and a half hours on the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, obviously, like Old Testament, God spoke through audibly. God spoke to generally, for the most part, two leaders: Moses, Joshua. Good examples. Or God spoke through the prophets of the time or the judges or whatever, you know, depends on what, what was going on. But then you fast forward and here comes Jesus, you know, which John, John others says he was, He was the word of God mm-hmm. in the flesh. Yeah. And so now Jesus fast forward through his life, 30 some years, whatever he dies, he's resurrected. But when he, he died on the cross, it says the veil was torn in half. Everything about Jesus is revealing the Father. Everything. The Old Testament is revealing Jesus. Jesus is revealing the Father. The Father is yearning for relationship. Everything that he's doing is, is to me, is screaming, I want to talk to you. I want to, to connect with you. I want to have a relationship with you. And so, uh, you know, Isaiah, I think if you go back in the Old Testament, um, it says in verse 11 of chapter 55, it says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty. And it says, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is God's word and it contains everything we need to know in order to be saved, to live the Christian life, to operate in gifts, to to have right relationship with him, to be successful in business, to be successful as a parent, to be successful in our marriages if we choose to go that route. Um, and we've talked about some of these things god reveals in scripture the the ways that he's revealed himself and spoken to people has been through they used two years ago cast lots you know and that was one of the ways that they depended on god and god actually commanded them to do that in the old testament um 70 times in the old testament seven times in the new testament that it was but we don't do it anymore because well that's not necessary anymore but um well i guess some people still do it but I I don't I don't know if I ever have but it did happen sometime back with our buddy Herb who may end up listening to this that he pretty much what he did was because his company shut down locally and they offered him a position to go you know a long ways off and to move off and then so we talked about it and we said well you know maybe you should just like you know make some outrageous deal you know like casting lots pretty much and he did and like they were outrageous and they met every single one of them. And it was like, gosh, ah, shall... no, no, this is not one. So okay. God spoke, uh, not necessarily like, you know, up in a space neon lights, but, uh, that to the fleece. It was like, Oh, we'll put this yes. on there as a fleece. Right. You know, fleece. Then, Absolutely. Then people yeah. People
1: throw these things at God. If it's your will, then just let this happen. Why well, you just, you're gambling now. Uh, yeah. It's like, come on.
0: Yeah. And, and that's was dreams, visions. Obviously you talked about it, prophets, uh, events, we you know Moses, um that was an event at the burning bush. I mean, he could have easily walked by that event. the
1: signs Moses cast your rod down, it turns into serpents, something like, you know, right, like, put your hand in your bosom and it comes out leprous, you know with leprosy on it yeah, it's like put it back and now it's all smooth like a baby's bottom now, <laughs> you know it's like. it
0: crazy to think about this stuff, man, I mean it's nuts and so, but you know obviously ultimately and and wanted to make sure I shared the time with you here, but god can and certainly does speak to people today in some of the ways mentioned in the bible i mean through the things that we've we've talked about but however i believe that there is that caution i think we've emphasized it but i want to emphasize it one more time anything that god communicates to us will be consistent with what he says here in his word just like you said about driving your car off the road and hitting the pole i mean that's not from god obviously um and that's why it's important A lot of times I think that we're looking for this sign and this word from God when it's really probably right here already. And I choose to stay anchored to this because not only does God speak through it, but God sharpens you to be able to discern what people say, whether it's legit or not. And I would say as a pastor, that's something that I find... There's a lot of people that don't have the gift of discernment. And I understand that there are people that operate it in it probably stronger than other people. But I think that all of us should have a sense of discernment, don't you think? To know you know, and, and we this all is, to
1: a degree, but there is a special gift. Yes. You know, a, um ministry gift of discernment. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks again for joining us for today's podcast. You can find out more about us at LHChampton.com. See you soon.